Hello, my friends. I'm your host, Sharice, and you are listening to Dot 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 with Sharice, a podcast where you can join me weekly as I cover topics commonly involving my childless stepmom journey and my health and wellness advocacy. We'll cover topics such as how to handle a blended lifestyle, how to keep up with your mental and emotional well-being, what healthy looks and sounds like, and I'll often throw in some cool tips and tricks mixed in with some motivation on how to be your best self in the midst of any and all chaos. I want you to feel like you always have a helpful friend rooting for you. So take a deep breath, remember how amazing you truly are, and let's chat. Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to another episode with me, your host, Sharice. And I promise I am not the type of person who wants to make excuses for myself, but I did have a good reason for taking about three weeks off. And that is actually the inspiration for my topic today. So without further ado, I am going to dive into dealing with a diagnosis. So Many of you who have been following me on social media for a while have kind of gotten to know that over the last six months or more, I've been kind of struggling a lot with mental health days and just in general being able to accomplish all of the things that, you know, two, three years ago was no problem for me. I would be able to get up early in the morning. I would be able to take care of myself, then take care of my family. And then I would spend my day working, coming back from my home office and taking care of the house and dogs and kids and husband and all these other aspects. And you know, finish my day out with regular family time, and then I would be able to go to bed and and start all over again. Um, A very typical routine for many people, uh, for many uh, working or stay-at-home moms. And over the last several months, it has become increasingly difficult for me to be able to do those things. I was really struggling with a lot of really bad mental health days where I would just get overwhelmed. Um, my therapist diagnosed me with a panic disorder. I was starting to have panic attacks multiple times a week and um, just all of these different things that really didn't make sense. And uh, coming from my background, if many of you have listened to the first episode I put out, I've had a lot of kind of health type things that I've been dealing with a long time. But in general, when you're my age and you are taking care of yourself the way that I am and you are working out and eating right, a lot of people look at you from the outside and they say, well, you're perfectly fine, you're fit, you're healthy, there's nothing wrong with you. But for me, that just wasn't the case. I am healthy, I am fit, but there was something going on beneath the surface that I just didn't have the capabilities of fixing or understanding. So I started seeking out doctors probably about six months ago and just getting back into the routine after, you know, COVID times of not being able to go to the doctor and things like that for regular checkups. I started going back and I started asking more questions. And if many of you have heard me talk about this, medical gaslighting is a common thing, most especially for women when we tell people about something we have, but a lot of times we're told that Sometimes things are just inside of our own head and we don't necessarily get the care that we deserve and the respect that we deserve. And I will probably be writing that down right now to make an episode about that. Um, Medical gas lighting. That'd be a good episode, right? Um, It's 
it's a frustrating time um, when you are going to a doctor and you're seeking help and all you're told is, you know, oh, you're experiencing that pain. Well, take some ibuprofen, you know, take some Tylenol, whatever. Um, so that had been going on for a few years. And um, I got to the point where, you know, I explained to my husband about these things and he started going with me to my doctor's appointments and he got to see firsthand when a doctor just dismisses me, I tell them about something that if any sane person heard you say, you would be like, oh, wow, you know, that's kind of an issue. Um, I've said to a doctor before, do you think that X, Y, or Z has anything to do with my fainting, dizzy, and lightheadedness spells that I have? And they say, no, I don't think it does. And then they just move on. And you say, okay, is there something that we could do because I am having fainting, dizziness, and lightheaded spells. And they say, no, there's nothing we can do. Those aren't related. Um, yeah. And then they just like move on. And he got to see that firsthand that it's, it's almost insane and it does make you feel insane. It makes you feel as a patient that you are a problem, that, you know, this medical professional who's had eight plus years of, you know, higher education, has a degree in all of these things, just brushes you aside. It can be really devastating mentally. So I went through those. I started, you know, I got a new primary, I got an OB, and I started going to uh, our family chiropractor. And I started receiving treatment from him for my severe joint pain, for headaches. Sometimes I was having headaches for two weeks at a time and um, just all these different things. We would address one thing at a time. And this man is amazing and he's wonderful. If you are in this area and you're in need of an absolute angel, just DM me and I will give you his name. I will refer you to him immediately. He is the best. And um, I came to him and I was, you know, I always had these aches and these pains. I would have hip pain. I would have knee pain, wrist pain, uh, shoulder pain, neck pain, headaches, like all this other stuff. And he referred me to a rheumatologist and he said, this guy is the best. I'm going to send you to him. I trust him. He's one of my clients. You know, he comes to me for, for uh, chiropractic and acupuncture. And um, it took me three months to get this appointment with this doctor. And um, uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I went in and I had this appointment with this rheumatologist. And my parents both have arthritis. So I went in, my chiropractor, I told him that they have arthritis. He said, yep, you know, your shoulder doesn't look like it has any arthritis. We took an x-ray, but you know, it's probably rotator cuff. We'll work on that, but you definitely need to see him about, you know, potential arthritis. And I was like, okay, I fully expected that I had arthritis. It's a normal thing. You do what you can. Eventually, you know, it is what it is. It's a autoimmune disorder, but I hadn't really looked into it too much. It's a word that's just kind of flown around a lot. So I went in and, um, I went into this guy and, you know, it was great. He listened. I told him that my husband was there so that I wouldn't, you know, get gaslighted so that people would actually listen. And he was very cordial. He was very kind. He apologized that people had done that to me. And he did all these little tests, asked me a billion and a half questions. And then he looked at me and he said, you do not have arthritis. And I said, oh, okay, well, you know, didn't expect that. He said, that's good and bad. You do not have rheumatoid arthritis. He said, the, the good news 
is, you know, you don't have arthritis. He said, the bad news is that you have something else that has a lot less treatment than rheumatoid arthritis. He said, you are a classic case for fibromyalgia. And in that moment, my world kind of shook a little bit because I'd heard that word before, but I have no idea what it is. And I had, I, I, my brain kind of just like fried out a little bit. And he said, basically what it is, is it's a chronic neurological pain disorder. Basically what happens is your spinal cord and your brain are so heightened to pain that it constantly sends pain signals to different parts of your body uh, excessively, more so than you're actually experiencing pain. This is why little things like walking can cause pain or, you know, sitting in a specific position for too long can cause pain because your body is overly sensitized to your, to pain receptive feelings. And, um, the best things you can do for it is exercise, eating well, meditation, reduce your stress, make sure you drink plenty of water, um, do acupuncture, do chiropractics, and you're doing all of those things. And in my questions, I had explained to him that I really don't sleep and I'm super tired all the time. And he explained to me that he wanted to put me on a medication because what happens is the pain signals get sent so much that it disrupts my brain waves and I can't enter restorative sleep. So this this um, illness causes you to not be able to sleep and actually wake up feeling rested. So when I go to sleep, even though I haven't talked about it a lot, when I go to sleep, um, when I wake up, I'm more tired than when I went to bed. And it's been like that for so long that I just thought that it was just how things got when you were older. But it turns out that all of these things that I've been experiencing for the last several years are not normal. And I am healthy and I am fit, but I have an illness. And it's... um it was a defining moment for me. And if you are or you you have someone in your life who has something like this or you are someone who has been diagnosed with something like this, I wanted to put together a couple things that um, I feel have really helped me and over the last couple of weeks and why I'm just not completely debilitated by this diagnosis because it's life-changing. It is so life-changing. Um, now I question myself every day. Is this a symptom or is this normal? I'll ask my husband, hey, when you lay down for bed at night, do you feel this? Do you feel that? When you're sitting there, are you feeling this? Do your hands go numb like this? I'm asking him all these questions because I honestly don't know what's quote normal and what's not. So you start to look back at your life and just ask all these questions so here are a couple things um, that I would tell you or I would tell you to tell someone that you love. And the first is for the first couple days after a diagnosis, don't change anything. Don't walk around with this belief system of, oh, I have a chronic illness. I have this thing. Oh, everything's different. My life has changed. Everything's different. It, it'll be a burden if you do that. Just pretend for a couple days that it's not a part of you. Don't change anything right away. Not because you're going to reject it. Not because you want to, uh, what's the word? Not because you want to be in denial about it. But just because you don't need it 
to just take over your entire life. And while you don't change anything, do some minimal research. And like I'm telling you right now, I'm going to heavily, heavily accentuate the word minimal. Do minimal research. Get a couple really reliable sources and just read through them a few times and get comfortable reading about this thing while not changing anything. Um, I get into a really bad habit of just overdoing all my research and then I just clog up my brain. Just pick a couple really reliable resources, a couple really good blogs, and just do some minimal research. The next thing is I would tell you to look into a support group or start following people on social media who are on the same path. I have a really, really good friend and a fellow coach and actually one of my clients who has been diagnosed with multiple autoimmune disorders. And I set up a couple phone calls with her to ask her, how does she feel? What does she do? What are things? And to just talk with her and tell her kind of what's going on inside my brain, along with my regular therapy sessions that I have. It really, really helps to have someone nearby who understands what you're going through, who can, you know, relate when you say, I feel like I could sleep forever and still wake up tired. And they say, yep, I totally know what you mean. There's a little, there's a little piece of heaven that's reserved in your mind for someone just understanding you. You can also go onto social media and find a couple hashtags. I added the hashtag FibroWarrior and the hashtag, hashtag Fibromyalgia to, and I started following them on my social media. And the reason I did that is because now I see people or quotes pop up that have to do with this diagnosis. So it starts to get normalized in my social media feed instead of just all of these healthy, fit people that I follow or all of these stepmoms that I follow or any other accounts. I'm starting to have things that I can really relate to or that make me feel like, oh my gosh, yes, I totally agree. Someone else put that thought that I have into words. Putting a little bit of that into your social media, um, especially if you're an avid social media user like me can really just help normalize that what you have is not rare. It, it There are other people out there who are doing it and, you know, you're not a lesser person for this recent diagnosis. The last thing is I would look at how you can change things in your life to support or make your life easier. So for me, we sat down with my stepkids and we had a conversation with them and we explained to them this diagnosis and how all of these things I struggle with is actually chronic. We explained to them I was going on a new medication that had side effects. We explained that I don't want to stay on the medication, but I want to see if it can help me get rested. We, you know, we explained to them this plan we had. We talked to them so that they could understand that there were changes going on inside my body. And most of all, we let them know the science behind it because kids are curious and they were able to really see me for me and understand that the things that I'm dealing with go pretty far beneath the surface and that I have no control. And they can really relate if you tell them, I feel like I am really struggling with this because, you know, it's a lifestyle change and just, you know, tell them how you feel. Um, we also reset the expectations with them on me needing more help or, you know, me needing them to help me with certain things, you know, 
if I'm having a day where my fatigue is just really taking over, I'm going to need them to step up their game and, you know, really make sure that they're taking care of the stuff they need to. Um, I reset expectations for myself on days where I am just flat out exhausted. I know that I need to really take it easy. And on days that I'm super energized, I know I can't do everything or I'm going to burn myself out and I'm going to be super tired the next day. So I really reset my expectations for what I'm capable of and what I should be doing versus what I am, you know, used to doing or think I should be used to doing. And I reset the expectations with my spouse that on days where I am just obliterated by whatever's going on inside my body, I'm really going to need him to step up as the dad. I'm going to really need him to step up as my spouse. I'm going to need a a strong partner. I'm going to need someone to help me with things. And sometimes my brain is just not really functioning the way I want it to. And I'm struggling to remember things and I'm struggling to stay focused or, or, um, you know, to hold on to my thoughts. And I'm really going to need him to be extra patient. So we went through all of that. And I started reading a book about autoimmune diseases and disorders, which technically fibromyalgia is not autoimmune, but it's so closely related and it can cause autoimmune problems that I just wanted a stable place to start. So I found a good source and I just kind of dived in knowing I can take what I want or leave what I want and it'll be okay. But um, in general, resetting those expectations for all areas was just a very, very important piece. And um, along with that, reminding myself that I'm not lazy, I'm dealing with something was really, really important while simultaneously not labeling myself as a chronically ill person, just that I have different needs and expectations than other people and I have to manage my energy different. It it doesn't mean that I'm incapable, you know, having this word chronic illness follow me around. It can be super debilitating. Um, I've clearly been able to keep my head above water, you know, even fighting all of these things, not knowing that I had this But that doesn't mean, you know, that I need to go all out in one direction or the other. I don't need to just keep myself restricted and sleep all the time. But I also don't need to think that I'm superwoman every single day. It's about finding that balance and making sure that you're truly doing what is right for yourself and your health while also not letting this label take over your entire life. That is what I have for you. That is how I am dealing with this. Those are the things I'm going through, the processes I've been working through. And, um, you know, if you know someone who is struggling with this type of thing, share this episode with them. Tell them that they're not alone. Um, And if you are struggling with something like this, you are not alone. There are so many of us. My, you know, ironically, my mother just got diagnosed with Hashimoto's a couple, you know, a couple months ago. So that's autoimmune and they're all, you know, sister disorders. So it's, it's eye opening to me that, you know, we're all in this together. And, you know, if you truly do feel like something is wrong with your body and something just isn't adding up, keep pushing, keep pushing those doctors, keep pushing those people around you until you find the person who is going to listen They are going to listen to you and make sure that you don't stop until you feel like you are able 
to get back around and take control of your life because that's what you deserve and I want that for you. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. Please don't forget to check out my Instagram at Coach Sharice. Click the link in my bio and you can explore and check out all the amazing content and resources I have, as well as send me any questions or messages. This is also how you can get involved in my private group where I will work with you and coach you one-on-one. Have a great day and I'll see you next week.